You're listening to the Wild Talk Podcast, the place to be for tips, ideas, and inspiration to help you spend more time enjoying the natural world. Wild Talk is brought to you by awildlife.co.uk. And this is Helen wishing you a warm welcome to this week's Wild Talk episode. It's been 40 years since the release of the original Jaws film, but sharks still have a bad reputation. The truth is that more people are actually killed by cows and vending machines of all things than sharks. So is it time to change your mind about sharks and show them some love? Love them or hate them, sharks play an essential role in the world. As top predators, sharks keep ocean life in balance. The ocean provides about a third of the world's food, influences weather, produces more oxygen than all of the rainforests, and removes carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. And sharks actually keep this balance healthy. So if sharks disappear from our oceans, it could affect both our food and air supplies. In regions where sharks have disappeared, or where there's been a huge decline in numbers, this balance has been seriously altered, causing the collapse of fisheries and the death of coral reefs. Sharks have been in existence since before the dinosaurs, but may be extinct in just 20 to 30 years' time. In this World Talk episode, I'm talking to Lou Riddell, founder of the shark conservation charity Fin Fighters. You'll discover why sharks are disappearing at an absolutely shocking rate of around 100 million a year. Just take a second to imagine 100 million sharks. Are you struggling? Me too. It's such a big number that it's difficult to imagine. And in this interview, you'll also learn how your hobbies and basically having a good time can make a positive impact. Because every idea matters and can make a difference, Fin fighters include as many different approaches in their work as possible, from shark biology to making shark-shaped cakes. And it's because of this approach that fin fighters are creating an extraordinary growing movement of people who want to make a difference and feel able to contribute in their own way. Lou Riddell, a big welcome to Wild Talk. So Lou, tell us about fin fighters. Sure. So Fin Fighters is a brand new UK organisation and we've really looked at how we can affect uh, shark conservation in a positive way, um, working in methods that haven't really been used before. Um, And we're sort of approaching shark conservation from as many different angles as possible. But at the moment, our kind of main aim is to make the UK completely shark fin free by the year 2023. So how are you getting along with that? I believe some towns have gone shark fin free. Um, the only town that's officially shark fin free at the moment is is Cambridge. Um, that's a campaign that we worked on a couple of years ago. Um, the next sort of few towns that we're working on with that is Bristol and Sheffield. The idea being that we're spreading out across the UK, starting this network of different cities, all kind of working towards petitioning the local council, gaining momentum with motions to actually condemn the sale of shark fin within the city. The idea being then that we've got enough MPs, enough political will and enough people power behind us to actually get this tabled at Parliament and eventually into the EU as well. I believe shark fin is commonly used for shark fin soup at Chinese banquets. Is there any resistance to it being banned? It really depends on, I think, how 
you approach the issue. So one of the things that, that Film Fighters is really working on is working with the Chinese community. We want to work with the businesses that are selling shark fin in a positive way and in a way that actually impacts their business and makes them feel like they're not losing out, that they're not losing their revenue. We've recognized as well that a lot of organizations in the past have been very quick to to blame people and to sort of lay judgment. And that's something with Fin Fighters that we're really trying to avoid because the only way that we're going to make the change that we want to happen is to be positive, to work with the people that we can to impact that change. Are all the sharks being caught and killed for shark fin soup? Uh, no, a lot of sharks are caught through destructive fishing practices, antle bycatch, for example. Um, but it's sort of roughly two thirds of that number is is for shark fin. It's it's very much still the the main reason that sharks are caught. Shark finning in the EU was recently banned. However, it hasn't stopped sharks from being killed. They're now being landed and having their fins removed. Pretty much any shark can be finned. Um, there's not really any species that it's specifically aimed at. As well as Fin Free by 2023, what are the projects of Fin Fighters working on? Yes, so aside from the Fin Free by 2023 campaign, we're working on another campaign called What's Beneath the Batter. And that's really looking at how shark is consumed in the UK and in the EU, um, specifically at shark being sold in fish and chip shops. Largely, the shark that's being sold is being sold under names that don't necessarily make it clear that you're actually consuming shark. So what we're doing there is to really work on transparency and also trying to persuade those businesses to stop selling shark. Quite often the shark that's sold in fish and chip shops is linked to the shark fin trade as well. So you have a shark being caught, for example, having its fin removed and then the meat being sold to the EU markets as well. So it's it's very, very linked and it's something that we feel has to be addressed, especially if we're addressing the shark fin issue as well also working on an investigative project um, overseas that's looking at illegal fishing, illegal shark fishing um, and shark finning as well. And that's built into a community science project where we're trying to build teams of ordinary people with no scientific background who can learn how to take uh, DNA samples, can learn how to write scientific reports and to work with us into building a scientific collective as well. So it's very exciting. Um, But the idea is to make shark science accessible to everybody so that everybody can get involved. You mentioned that in fish and chip shops, shark isn't necessarily called shark. So what's it called? There's a few different names. There's rock salmon, flake, um, hus, dogfish, yeah, or just rock, rock and chips. Um, It's quite a sort of staple English fish and chips meal, I guess. It's good for people to know which names to look out for. Yeah, I mean, some species, for example, spiny dogfish are um, currently endangered in the EU. Um, There's zero take for them, so they're not supposed to be landed, Um, but they are being imported from overseas. And these are species that can live for, you know, a long, long time, um, 80, 80 years, some of them, and they reach sexual maturity really, really late in life. So you're really talking about eating endangered species who don't reproduce very quickly and really adding to the problem. And people don't even really know about it. So that's the first thing for us is to, to really make that awareness available for people so that they know and that they've actually got rights as a consumer to choose whether or not they want to eat shark. Yeah, awareness is key, isn't it? Absolutely. But then you need to turn that into action as well. So on that point, what action can our listeners take to make a difference in shark conservation? Well, there's lots of different things you can do, really. I mean, the most important thing is obviously to make yourself aware. So to to kind of 
read articles, to get the knowledge, to, to join groups and to participate. There are lots of different things that you can do online. There's petitions you can sign. Uh, but what we're doing with FinFighters is encouraging people to actually get out in their communities and to bring up this issue in that area. So to start a FinFree campaign. Now, we can all imagine that working in conservation is incredibly rewarding. But what is it about shark conservation that lights you up? Ooh, the good bits. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that, that I've enjoyed the most is really the sort of creation of this movement, I guess, if you like, that feeling of something travelling forward. One of the things that we've tried really hard to do with FinFighters is to make shark conservation accessible to everybody and to make it an issue that everybody takes ownership of um, so that once you're aware of it that you then feel that you can do something about it to, to spread that sort of positive message of empowerment um, so we've worked a lot with children but with people from all different walks of life and people who've never really even thought about the ocean or sharks or, or conservation even and and to see this sort of empowerment that that these people have once they realize that they can actually do something um, is really really powerful and very emotional as well you know you feel very connected to everybody and I think that's the only direction that conservation can go in is to build this sort of network of of people um, working together to make something happen to create a change. And what are the hurdles that you come across? Yeah, that's a tricky one. I mean, I, I try to always keep this sort of positive attitude, but there are always obviously things that, that make it difficult. I think starting your own organisation from scratch is always is always tricky. And there's also a certain amount of apathy that you come up against very quickly. You know, people people are very much like the status quo. If they, you know, don't know about something, a lot of people like to, to keep it that way, I think. Um, and then there's that also that feeling of, well, you know, it's not really my problem. There's not really anything I can do about it. But then that's also where the joy of it comes in when you start changing people's minds and people start seeing that actually they can do something. So that's that's an interesting one but I think um, bureaucracy is is quite a big hurdle quite often there's a lot of different hoops that you have to jump through in order to to make change happen but that's not to say that it's impossible and I think that's the other joy of it if you like the other side of the coin is is realizing how you can navigate around these different um, rules and regulations to to actually change them and make them better you know, when I when I talk to people about sharks and you say, you know, 20, 30 years, they might not be around. It makes people feel really guilty. But then when you say to them, we're at a point now where we could actually do something about it, you know, this this sort of sea change starts to happen. But I think with fin fighters, the approach that we have is a little bit more radical. And we're really looking at how we can create art and music and a movement that really speaks to people um, and encourages people to do something. And whilst that's really positive, it's also not really recognised yet, I think, in conservation circles. So we're really kind of trying to break through that at the moment and to create something new. We've got people who've designed our logo, you know, or, or drawn a, a piece of artwork or made a piece of music and used their skills, whatever they may be, whether it's even making a cake or something, just doing what they love and turning it into something that can be used um, within our, our work as well. As you know, our website, awildlife.co.uk, encourages people to connect with the natural world more often. So what do you do to connect with the natural world? Any recommendations? I like to walk. I find walking 
is really good for clearing your mind, for creating clarity and, and helping you get ideas. Um, I'm a really big believer in in kind of just walking it out. You know, if you have a problem and you can't find a way to solve it, just getting outdoors and you just keep walking until, <laughs> until it's kind of solved itself. But actually, it does it does really work. I think there's something about just that forward motion, especially in nature, that helps reconnect you um, and helps you to sort of see see really clearly. But I've just discovered surfing as well, so that's um, that's something that I'm really enjoying at the moment as well. Being in the ocean and, and kind of connecting with that element, it's really fantastic when you're kind of really kind of concentrating and living in that moment. Um, and feeling the energy of the water around you. And yeah, it's it's a very special feeling. So just to end on, if there's one thing that our listeners can do to support shark conservation, what would it be? I would say to get online, um, to do some research and to find an organisation that really resonates with you, whether it's Fin Fighters or the Shark Trust or any organisation that you really kind of look at and and feel that you could connect with. Um, With Fin Fighters, for example, we've got memberships, we've got petitions that you can sign, there's all sorts of things that you can do. But what I'd really encourage people to do is to think about what they love doing, whether it is making a cake, riding a bike, singing a song, and to think about how you could turn that into something useful for conservation, whether you want to have a cake sale to raise money for a charity or to put on a concert to raise awareness, whatever it is, just to turn the thing that you are really good at, the thing that you really love into something that can really make a difference. There's lots of ideas and food for thought for us all there, Lou. Thanks a lot. No worries. Thank you. Once again, a big thank you to Lou for sharing such valuable and inspiring information. Fin fighters love to hear from people who want to use their talents and passions to make things happen. So take an activity that you love to do and turn it into something that could help, such as a sponsored bike ride, a walk, a charity concert, or even a bake-off. Maybe you can even think of something totally original. The sky's the limit with this. Fin fighters also use volunteers in most aspects of their work. So if you're motivated to use your skills to help, Fin Fighters would love to hear from you. You can find the links to Fin Fighters and the transcript for this interview in the blog post at awildlife.co.uk forward slash Fin Fighters. And I'll see you in the next Wild Talk episode. But in the meantime, remember, tip the balance in favour of more time enjoying the natural world. And if you're looking for ideas for things to do in the natural world, Head over to our website, awildlife.co.uk, for nature events and outdoors activities from around the UK.